Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Talking about giving, so if you haven't been here, we've been talking about giving. We said the first thing you give is yourself, give myself away. Uh, I know I've been reviewing a while, and I kind of want to ask some questions, like what do y'all remember from it? But um, for the sake of time, I'll just keep going. Some of y'all might be scared of the mic, so I won't do that to you all, but just know I'm that kind of pastor, so it can happen at any moment, so brace yourselves. You, you've been here three weeks, what did you learn? You, I've seen you four Wednesdays, what did you learn? You, I do that. So get ready, matter of fact, I just, I just wanted to, ooh, ooh, ow, that's all I wanted, that's it. First two steps. Ooh, ooh. The first thing you give in the kingdom is what? Yourselves. It is kind of challenging to ask somebody to give of their things and they haven't given themselves first. So we really want to. I want to keep saying that as we keep going uh, through this this giving this giving series throughout July. I want to keep saying that because that's the foundation. You can't ask for things if you haven't given themselves to the Lord. So that's foundational. I give myself away. We talked about a self is like a separate entity, a separate thing that you create. Like if trauma hits you or if a crisis hits you or an embarrassment or whatever, to protect yourself or to never go through that again, to protect the real you, you create a self. And you put it in front of you for everybody to meet. So they don't meet you, they meet yourself that you put in front of you, that, that, that thing that you, just to protect you, you, but you can't come to God with that self. So give yourself away and come to God with the real you. Hallelujah. And how many of y'all know God can handle the real you? Yeah. With all the, all the mess, the plaque, the cavities, all the bald spots, all the, he can handle the real you. Period. He can handle the real you. Uh, the next sermon was keep the windows open. When we talked about if you will pay your tithes and offerings, God will open the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive. We talked about how the tithes was, the tithes was instituted. Uh, how many of y'all know that story? What happened? What happened with the Levites? Besides Christian. Because I talk to him like all the time. What happened? They didn't get it. Huh? Stand up, say it. Well, say it from your seat again. Disobedience. See, that's what I'm talking about. Devil! I'll just play. Okay. Children, this is what I'm saying. To, to save time, I'll just say it. But thank you for listening. God bless you. Uh, the children of Israel, once they came into the promised land, each tribe got an inheritance except the Levites. They were to tend to the temple, tend to the tabernacle. Everybody reaps the land. They get to work, grow crops, have farms, whatever, get wheat, get food, get wine, grapevines. You reap nothing because I chose you to be dedicated to the temple and the tabernacle. Because of that, each tribe will give you 10, 10%, will give you a tenth of whatever they bring in of their increase so that you can eat, you can be provided for, and you will have clothes. So that's how the tithe system was established, to take care of the ones that was dedicated to the temple. Each other tribe gave a tenth of their earnings. Uh, so we talked about that system in the cycle of the Lord. Then we talked about, uh, well, we talked about a few things. We talked about Cain and Abel. <laughs> that was one of my favorite ones. Uh, Cain's, uh, Cain's uh, 
offering was not respected by God, but Abel's was. He said, why are you upset, Cain? If you did what was right, I would have accepted yours too. See, it's a heart issue. It wasn't what he brought. He knew it wasn't right to bring. That's my first point I'm making tonight, but I'll go back to it and hopefully you'll put the two together. Cain, if you would have did what was right, which means he got instruction. He got a blueprint. He, got, he knew what he was supposed to bring. He knew what was acceptable to God, but he chose to bring what was left instead of what was right. He chose to bring what was last instead of what was first. God is like, give me what is first. Yeah, these churches always taking my last. They got my last dime. God never asks for your last. He always asks for your first and your best. He always asks for that. He always asks for that, and he deserves it. All right? So we, we talked about all of that, and we talked about uh, uh, Sunday. Uh, well, we talked, uh, let, me just, let me just get into the lesson so, so I won't miss, miss it up because I'm going to incorporate all of these in this. Today I woke up like, uh, in, in the tensies, ten something this morning, and it was kind of like, <laughs> tell them like that. Now, really, I rarely wake up, wake up like that. You know, it was like, <laughs> tell them that. I was like, whoa, okay, Lord. He said, tell them, because <laughs> I want to kind of sum it all up and bring it to an end. Um, uh, the offering we, we 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 were trying to raise for those of you who don't know, uh, five hundred thousand dollars by September, <laughs> which is a huge amount for any one person. But everybody doing their part will be great. We was trying to raise $500,000 by September to move into a building. That vision got upgraded. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in Jesus' name. But I, I will say, I will say this as a church, I feel like I feel it necessary to continue the sermon because after the pledges and after, after everyone gave them their pledges and everything, the pledges came to about $12,000. Great. Give it up for yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, 17, 17,000, sorry. 18, okay, it came to $18,000. That's now a church that's been together three months. $18,000. Yeah, y'all should make a little more noise for yourself. That's very, very good. And those of you who ain't clapping, if I said I want to give all the 18,000 to you, you'd be the happiest person in the building tonight. <laughs> so, that was good, but it was very, 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 very far from, uh, from what we needed to, to raise. So, uh, and not putting any pressure on anybody, and we're not trying to raise the 5,000, 100,000 anymore, but we still need all your resources to move into the Coliseum and all the stuff we, we need to do from here on now. However, I still deemed it necessary to continue to teach on this, not to get more money, but so we can get more understanding. Are you hearing me? Yeah, uh, 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 I wanna just get more understanding. Um, uh, yeah, so let, let, me, let me just teach on it really quick. The Lord woke me up and he said, tell them that giving is about faith, honor, and trust. I was like, okay. I just want to talk about those three elements really quickly. It's not a whole lot of notes, not a whole lot of scriptures. I really could just talk from my heart on these, but I have a couple of scriptures so you all will know I prepared something and I'm up here trying to freestyle, which is going to be the sermon series for August, Freestyle media. August, y'all, freestyle. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'll explain that to you when we get to it. Faith, honor, and trust. Everybody say faith, faith honor, honor, and trust. trust. 
all right, really quickly, uh, we really have to understand what faith is. Uh, the Bible says faith is the substance. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's a thing. Faith is a thing. Words are things. Words are things. Words are things. What did you say? Nothing. No thing. What did she say over there? I don't know. She said something. Thing. Thing. Words are things. That's why they can hurt you. Sticks and stones. Yeah, words hurt too. I know we say that and we, they, they hurt. People can disappoint you. They can change your character and your attitude by saying a thing. So something can happen to you or something can be spoken to you. Because words are things. Tell your neighbor, watch your mouth. Say something good to me. Maybe your words is the only good thing that happened to me today. I feel that in my spirit. Maybe your words will be the only good thing that happened in my day. Matter of fact, take 45 seconds to say something good to somebody close to you. Find somebody else. Might be the only good thing they hear. All right. Look at all these smiles around the building. Look at that. See that? Y'all clapping. Look, y'all just clapping and smiling. I didn't even ask you to do that. Because good things are happening in your room. I said good thing, y'all. Good things are happening in your room. And I don't just mean words now. I'm prophesying to you. Good things, I'm prophesying. Good things are happening in your room. In the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I can't wait to see your week. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a formal lesson tonight, so catch all these, catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it. I don't have point A, point B, just catch it, catch it in the spirit, catch it in the Holy Ghost, catch it in the atmosphere, catch it. I can't wait to see your week. Tell your neighbor, please post your good things. I want to see what happens. I want to see what happened after Wednesday. I want to see what happened Thursday. Post it. Put it on Instagram. Put it on Twitter. Text me. Let me see it. Let me see the doctor's report. Let me see how he made a way. Let me see your increase. Let me see your blessing. Let me see him restore. Let me see him make a way. Let me see. We become loud about our problem but quiet about our praise. Nobody in your life know God fixed it. <laughs> you called 17 people to complain and two when he fixed it. My mom used to always, I told you I ain't got no formal thing tonight, we just flowing. My mom used to all, my mom used to be my manager. We called her my momager, right? So every time we got on the bus for a trip, she would say, Lord, Lord, 
Lord Jesus. Take us safely to our destination. Rebuke all car accidents and danger seen and unseen. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I used to roll my eyes like, he's going to do it. Okay. We, we travel three hours. We travel five hours. We travel nine hours. We travel on tour buses. Every time we get to a destination, every time without fail, every time we get there, Mama, it would, it would get on my nerves because she kind of woke us up with this. Because we would be sleeping like, thank God for a safe trip. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for a safe trip. Thank God for a safe trip. So it got on my nerves until I got the revelation. She's praising God because he did what we asked. Don't say God take us safely and don't thank him when he does it. Y'all quiet on this side. Look at somebody say praise him when he does it. Don't just pray and complain. Praise him when he brings you out. Praise him when he turns it around. Praise him when he fixes it. Praise him when he restores you. Praise him when he makes a way. Why are you loud in the midst of problems but quiet when he brings you out? I'm going to be louder about my praise than my problem. Woo. I, I need a praise break right here. Has God done anything you asked him to do? Big or small? Big or small? Did he bless your food when you ate it? Ah! Did he cover your kids when they was out? Little stuff. Did you make it here safely tonight? Tell your neighbor, I got a big praise for little blessings. I got a big praise for small things. I got a big praise for small... Good things are happening on your row. I feel it. Good things are... Hey... are happening in your row. Good things are happening on your row. And this row, I gotta talk to this row right here. This row, this section right here. I gotta talk to y'all for a minute. I'm gonna bless you all with a word. And it's gonna be a test to them to see if they can rejoice with them that do rejoice. I wanna prophesy to you right now. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. There are areas you've been waiting for God. I see three to five, at least three to five years. You've been waiting on God to move something, to fix something, to heal something, to restore something. God said, this year will not end without me doing it. at all. If you're not a hater, if you bless the Lord with others, make some because guess what? When you praise him for them, he'll do it at your house. He'll do it in your family. He'll do it in your life. Bless the Lord. He's not going to end the year without doing it. He's not going to end the year without healing you. He's not going to end the year without bringing peace to that confused place. He's not going to end the year without easing your stress. He's not going to end it. 
I hear God says that go for you too. I hear God saying it's the reason why I said it in the microphone. Because it applies to everybody in the building. If you can hear me, the Lord says before this year ends, I will perform that which you've been waiting on. In the name of Jesus, that which you've been seeking me for diligently, that which you've been obedient and faithful over, I will see to it. I feel it tonight. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And your family is going to know that I am God. Your friends are going to know that I am God. Your boss is going to know that I am the Lord. I feel a prophetic move tonight, y'all. Oh, I'm trying to get to my lesson. This year will not end without me performing that which you've been waiting on. Good things. Good things. Good things. Good things are happening to you. Good things are happening to you. Good things are happening in your life. I know bad things are happening, but good things are happening too. Y'all hear what I said? I know crazy stuff is happening, but great things are happening too. Look at your neighbor and say, good things are happening in your life. Woo, speak it over them. I feel prophets in the building. Tell somebody else, good things is happening in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I praise you because I believe it. I praise you because I don't take it lightly. I praise you because I hear you speaking to me. I praise you. Everybody that doesn't take that lightly makes a noise. All right. He's going to do it. 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 You've been faithful. You've been diligent, you've been focused, you slipped up a few times, but it's okay. You've been trying, you've gotten better. God said, I see it, I notice it, I take note, I'm paying attention. God said, I'm paying attention, I see, I see, I see. Being faithful when it's hard, I see it. When your heart is broken and you still got a smile on your face somehow, that's not phony, that's spiritually strong. Did you hear what I said? Your heart is broken, but you still got your hands raised praising him. That takes serious trust and faith. God said, I see it, I see it, I see it. There's no way I'm gonna overlook you. There's no way, there's no way. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. And you and everybody, you may be seated. You and everybody around you will know. I am God. You waited. When it was hard, you waited. When it was challenging, you waited. Woo, when you could have slapped somebody, you waited. When you could have slept with somebody, you waited. When you could have, okay, y'all. 
I know there's a lot of mistakes we made, but there's a lot more we could have. Now let me talk real. There's a lot of stuff you could have did. <laughs> I know I got God in my life when I say that's too far. Okay, that's too far. Because lust never says that's too far. Now, I, I could talk about that all day. Let me get to this. Woo, he's going to do it. I feel it. He said before the year is out. Good God. I believe that with all my heart. I won't even play with that. I won't even say things like that if I, if I, if I didn't know it was him for sure because I don't like stuff like that. Faith. Faith is a substance. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a substance. It's a stance. It's a stance. Substance. Sub means under. Sub means lower part. It's a substance. Uh, no, uh, uh, in this building, there's a, uh, there, there, there should be subs. I don't know if they're in the, are the subs in the stage? Oh, they're up. Okay. <laughs> Normally the subs are like under the stage. So if you hear a beat like, uh, if you heard the, the track, if the subs wasn't on, it'd be like, doom, 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 turn the subs on. The bottom. You turn that bottom on you. See how y'all start moving? That's sub. There's something you can't see that's bringing the bottom to it, bringing the weight to it. Substance. My faith is my substance. It's the stance you can't see. It's the conviction you can't see. But it makes me move like this. It makes me believe like this. You can't see it, but you can feel it. It's my stance. Faith is the substance. It's a thing. It's the subs. It brings the bottom and the foundation. Other than that, it's too light. No, I need some weight. Give me, where's the weight? Because leaves fly away. But I put a rock on it. That's the work that, y'all, never mind. Giving, giving is faith, honor, and trust. Let me just move this quickly, hopefully in nine minutes. Who thinks I can do it? All right, thank God for your faith. Because now it's eight. <laughs> Let me just do it quickly, period. Understand this, please, ladies and gentlemen. Please, I want, I want Liv to know this above everything. A lot of Christians have hope and call it faith because we're Christians. And there's nothing wrong with hope because that might be, a lot of times hope is first because faith is the substance of things already. So if you're sick, you hope your body is healed. But the word, the word, by his stripes. So his end with his stripes. So his, his, his word is the substance of hope. Because hope could be flaky like a leaf. Hope is just flaky. I hope I get out of the hood. I hope I marry somebody good. I hope my body heals. I hope my child come back to God. And that's all good. But it's like, it's up to whoever catches it. That's why the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
If you really hope something happens and it doesn't, your heart is jacked up. That's why it's important that you don't call faith hope. Because your hope can be damaged, but not your faith. Because faith comes by hearing. Hearing by... So faith comes by me hearing a word, not by me wanting something. We feel like if we want something badly enough, now I can add faith to the... No, that's just a desire. That's strong desire and hope. But if God didn't say it, I wouldn't put a rock on it. You might want a new car. You might need it. But if he didn't say it, that's all hope. And sometimes in the flakiness of hope, it does land on what you hope for. Sometimes. But I don't want your faith to get damaged in the name of hope. Or your hope. To, I, don't, I don't know. Y'all know what I'm saying. Don't call something faith that's really hope. If God said it, faith. Faith comes by hearing a word. Faith don't come by loss. Oh, I lost my car. I'm leaving. I'm getting another one. Did he say you're getting another one? Just because you lost it don't mean you're guaranteed the next one next week. Yeah, we put our, we call it faith, but it's not. It's, we ain't got a word or nothing we hoping for. What do you believe in God for? I just, I just want a man. What's your scripture? I'm saying I'm 33, I'm, I'm nice looking, what's your word? I just got my hair done, I got a new job. What is your word? And I'm not saying your hope is off, I'm saying in the area of hope, it can or cannot happen. It might or it may not, but when God says it, woo, when God says it, it has to happen because he is his word. Are y'all hearing me? Look at your neighbor and say, it's best to wait for the word. It's best, it's best. I'm not telling you not to hope, but it's best to wait for the word. I'm going to start my business. So now, husbands, you got your wives investing in your idea. We turn the, the, the attention of the whole family to dad's dream that God never told him. Hold on, hold on, before we woo ah, it's not bad that God didn't tell you. You can have dreams of God, it's all right. But to, to put so much weight on something leafy is da dangerous. So just tell your family, hey guys, God didn't tell me this, but I really want to start this career. Why don't you guys help me? So they can be fairly compartmentalized in their hope and faith. Okay, there's not many husbands in here, I'm sorry. Y'all like, bro, I'm 19. <laughs> either way don't move I, I wouldn't move unless it's the word now now faith without works is dead so when I hear him say something I'm moving that <laughs> that's my faith I'll, I'll show you my faith by my works that's what he said so when God says something I move in what he said immediately because I know you can, you can put up the first scripture because this is what I know, that let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. King James says the confession of our faith without wavering. Hold on. Let's seize it. God says it. Seize it quickly and hold tightly to the confession. Y'all know what that means, to agree with. All right. To confess means to agree with, to, agree, to say the same thing of our faith without wavering. For he who promised 
is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. So the one that said it is faithful so I can seize it quickly. Your friends picking you up for the movies, right? Come outside. I'm outside right now. Oh, you come out. Yo, I see you up the street. You ain't out front. God will never call you out front unless he's there. He's not going to say anything he hasn't done already. Y'all, are you, that's how I can move quickly in what he said because it's already done. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God will never leave you hanging. Tell your neighbor it's already done. This is why I can quickly move at a word from God. I feel the Lord tonight. Y'all feel him? This is why I can quickly move when God speaks because he's faithful as he who promised. Now, there are a lot of people who promised a lot of things. Yeah, and it has not happened yet. I mean, they promised it in 1998. And you still like, it has not happened yet. But God is not like man. And he's not a man that he should lie. I feel this thing, man. So we can move quickly at God's word because faithful is he that promised. Now, we're talking about giving now. I don't know, smart, whatever. Let's, let's talk about money. Because that's like the hardest thing. If I say give love. And I've said that, visitors. Give love. Give a smile. Give a word. We just did that tonight. Give generosity. Give kindly to somebody. We just did that tonight. But I want to talk about money because that's harder than a smile. Yeah. One of my daughters told their, their, their friend's parents, like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, so your dad's a pastor here? Yeah. He's preaching. Yeah, we, he's preaching on giving. Ooh. The pastor was like, ooh, tough subject. Like, good luck to him. I was like, huh? We good. We like truth over here. Give me the truth. That's all. Just don't try to manipulate me. That's what's, that's what's tough. Manipulation is tough. Truth is easy. Because it ain't my truth. It is. It's not even my will for your life. I wish things could go differently too for all of us. But it's him. Amen? So, uh, so if God told you to give a certain amount, if you did not do it, that now becomes like Cain because you didn't do what was righteous, right? So if I say give fifty dollars tonight, you be like, man, I'm gonna get thirty-five. You, you reason? I gotta get gas. I gotta get out. Get out of there. That's just your nice self saying give fifty. That's just you, and you reason with it, and that's fine. Do your thing. Make sure it's the spirit. Try everything. That's fine. But God says give fifty dollars tonight, right? If you do not do that, you're not righteous because you didn't believe Him. Your obedience counts as righteousness. When I, believe, when I believe him, I believe, yes, I believe this is him, I believe this is right. God, you're right, I get $50 tonight. That's when you honor his word. Now I'm going to the next one, honor. The first one is faith. He said give it. That's why I'm putting no price on nobody. Giving Sunday is this Sunday. Everybody bring $500. Well, what did God tell you to give? Because he might tell you to give 5000 he has told people that. He might tell you, oh, I don't know. So I'm not going to put the pressure on you based on what I need. I want you to be rewarded, so I'll give you the opportunity to obey his voice. Amen. All right, let me, let, me, let me keep going. Honor. This is, oh, hold on. Am I done with that? Yeah. I believe it. I act on it. It's not about rules. I heard today somebody say, uh, men love rules and regulations. I was like, what? 
And they actually would rather have the law, most of us, because it's easier just to follow. It's easier just to obey. Don't go out this door, don't go, okay, cool. You ain't got to think, really, when you put your navigation system on. You ain't got to think. They'll tell you. Make a right. Make a left. Like, it's not, you don't have to think. You don't have to be engaged. You don't have to be in a relationship. This is why God removed the law. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to say something now. He removed the pressure of the law. Matter of fact, this is why he fulfilled it. Don't think about it. Me and you. Because you can follow my law and never meet me. There are rules at Walmart. When you're an employee, you see the rules on the wall. That don't mean you met Mr. Walmart. You don't have to have a relationship with the owner to just follow rules. It's disconnecting. Uh, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God was like, I don't want that type of relationship where you got a set of rules and you don't, 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 and I'm happy. No, I want you. Engage me. I'm not a navigation system where you can have a conversation. I just say, live right. Okay. And the girl, I, and you're not paying attention to me. No, I'm taking the navigation away. I'm removing the law. Now, I tell you today, look up, look down, look left, look right. I'll tell you in the moment what you need. I'll put in your mouth what you need to say. Stay close to me. I'll stay close to you. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. So he removed the pressure of the law so that we can be engaged with him. Because you don't have to be connected to follow somebody's rules. Isn't that a good point? I thought it was as well. Honor. Honor is the second thing. I, don't, I hope we understand faith a little more. I'm going to keep unpacking that. Honor is a big thing. Uh, 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 honor is to outwardly present the dispensation of the one you're engaged with or, or in the presence of. If I'm in the presence of a king, it's like, oh, it's like my, I can't explain it because my heart almost hurts standing in the presence of certain people. Me, me. See, number one, I feel it. I feel it, thank you, Lord. Number one, honor takes humility. Because you can walk in, all right, I see Martin Luther King, I see him, I'm somebody too. I'm glad he's here. How you doing, Mr. King? That's cool. But I'm somebody too. See, that's, that's no honor. And you'll always have what you have that day. Honor. Honor is a reverential, whoa. I, I, I'm not even worthy. This, and this is just a person. I'm not talking about God yet. We got to get to honoring people. Sometimes when bishops walk in, the whole church stand. I don't, we don't got to do all that here, but I'm just saying. And they go overboard with it, but I'm just saying. And I'm like, oh my God, sit down. But I'm just saying. And I'm like, why y'all keep doing this every time? But I'm just saying. And I'm like, he's just going to the bathroom. He'll be right back. But I'm just saying. You stand up every time the bishop stand there like he's going to the bathroom. I'm sorry, I'm back. Anyway, it's like the greatness of this man and what he's doing. I, I, I'm not worthy to even stand. And I, I can't sit in the presence. I got to honor you with the stand. If the judge walks in, you're in the courtroom. All rise. They make you honor. That's a man. That's a woman. That's a person. How much more? That's saying you're greater than me. You're above me. And you deserve this response. Honor. Honor is you deserve this response. Honor is you deserve this response. That's where the term honorarium comes from. Oh, yeah. When I, okay. I'm sorry. 
When I go certain places, BET, where my honorarium? I love you. I just work for that though. Where's the honorarium? I need the honorarium. Give me the whole word. <laughs> Let's go to the scripture. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Two things. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Honor the Lord with your wealth. It could be a wealth of wisdom. You can give wisdom. Of course, it means financially. Honor the Lord with your money. God, you gave me all this money or, or you gave me this money this week. I have to honor you first because you're the giver of it. You're the giver of it. I, I know it's quiet. I expect it to be quiet. It's, and I'm fine. I, I don't even... I, it's an honor issue. It's an honor. You're worthy of this. You're worthy. No one, I say it all the time. If you come to live, you're going to hear me say it a million times. So just, just brace yourselves. No one goes to, where I get this from? All right, where do I get this from? Zara. Maybe Zara, right? I went to Zara. Hey, this jacket is $49.95. Ah, give him a $100 bill. Cool. I get 50, 51, however much back. Y'all do bath. Okay, cool. Y'all good with numbers. Jacket costs $50. I gave him 100 I get 50 back. I don't look at my 50 like... I had a hundred. Oh, every time I come here, I lose something. Like my wife, every time she go to Target, she like, babe, I ain't mean to spend all this. Her bag's all the way up her shoulder, look at her. She likes to decorate. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? I don't, I don't worry about what I lost because to me the jacket was worth it. Anytime you come to God and all you see is what you lost, all I see is I don't got no friends no more, I don't hang out no more, I don't drink no more, I don't have sex no more, I don't, God ain't worth it to you. But those of you who know that it's what you don't even bring it up. I don't even need that if I got him. I don't even want that if I got him. Because he's worthy. That's where worth, worship, 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 worship. He's worthy. Is God worthy of any sacrifice you ever made in here? No, that's not it. Is he worthy of sacrifice? Is he worthy? So it's an honor issue. I honor you. I honor you. You're worth this sacrifice monetarily, physically, mentally. Uh, celibacy can be your act of worship. All right, because worship means sacrifice. We learned this Sunday. All right, worship always means, I'm just bringing that up, you know. It, but that's a hard thing. Like, yo, she look good. The moment is here. Why not? Oh, because the one I'm trying to please says it's quiet. Let me stay. Let me say about second I Of course, you can say that you married. Married or not. Marriage don't stop people from looking good. I'll tell you that right now. See? And if every other woman is ugly when you get married, your wife ain't worth much. If, if women still, if, I, if Holly Berry still look good to me, but I still want my wife, she's worth more than all the other good looking women in the world. So I'm glad other people look good because I still choose. Y'all quiet. 
if everybody ugly, of course you're going to stay married. But if they still look a little high and I still choose it, that's my commitment. That's my covenant. That's my conviction. That's my worship. Save that for the marriage seminars. You should get married and just go blind to other women. It's impossible. So every lady in here, let me tell you, it's impossible. Because guys are still going to look cute to you. You still like Idris, Idris, Albus, Albus, Idris, whatever he is. You still like Aldous Andrews? You still Aldous Andrews? Sit down. Amen, amen. Come on, praise God, somebody. Amen. <laughs> you ain't staying up all night, and now you're going to sit. Jesus. All right, I got to go, y'all. years and she's still like Idris. Okay. But I still like Holly, so pray for me. Honor God with your wealth and the best part of everything you produce. I've seen people worship up here doing worship services and they're painting. They're just doing paint, you know, because that's their gift. So they want to give God the best part of everything they can produce. And I love this scripture because it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of everything you produce. That doesn't mean in church. You can go get free haircuts if that's your thing. You can go, you can, stop making everything. We were talking about our new members uh, track uh, and how we're gonna move them. Uh, and all of those of you who fill out your cards and all that stuff in August, we're gonna begin to move forward. We didn't forget you, that's all I'm saying. We got you, all right? We were waiting to move into the building. Now that we know we're gonna be here for a minute, we're gonna start doing things here. But when we were talking about the growth track, uh, here with myself and the other ministers here. It's like, okay, so they come in, they're new members. Okay, we get them plugged into something. Okay, and then how are we gonna move them from being a new member to being plugged into the, the ministries, to discipling them, to them being a part, then, then they'll be a leader in the church, and then they can train other people, and then it's just like, I said, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want the goal to be being a leader in the church. Now they got quiet, all right. I said, I don't know how our thing is gonna go. Cause they, oh, you've been coming here two weeks. You need to get involved in this. Okay, now, now you train. Now you're the leader. The, the goal ain't to be something in church. That's not live. That's not the goal. Now I'm the youth leader. Who cares? I mean, it's good. God bless me. And we love that you're here. But that's not the goal. Now you're a full-fledged Christian because you're a leader at a church. No. No. Give God the best of everything you produce, wherever you produce it at. School. Got the name of that store, the, the, the supermarket. Publix, wherever. Wherever. Give them the best part of everything you produce, from a smile to your giftings to your talent. It doesn't have to be, don't wait. Well, they ain't had Creative Sunday yet, so. So what? Ain't about what we do at the church. We might not ever have the Sunday that fits your gifting. Go where your gifting works and honor God. Quiet over here. No pastor gonna tell you this. It ain't about being go coming up the ranks at a church. 
That can't be what salvation is all about. If we never have your ministry in a category, go out and minister to somebody. And how do you want to be a leader here, but your family don't know Jesus? Why do you want to be a leader here and none of your friends come to church? The devil is a liar. Get influence in your own circle before you lead here. just raising all these insecure non-influential people training them to be leaders leaders are not trained they are born and all these people that got no influence everywhere else it's like cops I'm sorry I'm gonna take your leave out hey buddy how are you bud thank you They say, not him, not him, love you, bro. Not him, but they say cops are the biggest punks around. They can't fight, they got bullied in school, they push over their doormats, so now they become a cop to have authority over people they're insecure in front of. You have no authority in your house, no authority on your block, so you want a badge to get that over everybody. We're not gonna give any badges here. Either you have influence or you don't. Either you're a leader or you're not. Either you're effective or you're not. Either you're a giver or you're not. Either you're a worshiper or you're not. Train leaders. Are you, what do you, what do you already do? What do you already do well? Let's cultivate that. And we might need it here or they might need it there. It ain't about making the, y'all. Because we're going to have all these mediocre ministries trying to fit everybody's gift at live. God is too big for all of your gifts just to be at church. Are y'all hearing me? You do hair, open the salon for free. Jesus Day in my salon. You ain't got to call it Jesus Day, but everybody come in got to hear your gospel music. Yes, you got to hear Ty Tribbett in there. Yes, you got to hear it. I don't want to name nobody else because the people be talking. You got to name, you got to hear it. Free hairdos today, all day. Oh my God, but you got to hear my, you know what God is, you got to hear my story. Yeah. Honor the Lord with your money and the best part of what you produce. How can you do that if the church doesn't have a, a way for you to exhibit that? And I'm not going to try to be all things to everybody and spread myself all things so everybody can be happy using their gifts here. It's not even supposed to all be here. If all the gifts were in the church, more people would be in church. They're not. We just perpetuate the same thing. Jail ministry. How many of y'all go to jail and talk to them before the jail ministry? So why have a jail ministry? Fellas, I need you at the jail. No, no, they don't. Outreach ministry. We're going to go feed the homeless. How many of y'all do that without the ministry? You ain't got to raise your hand, but it makes no sense to have a ministry to train people to do it. Who can do it? You, you could have been doing it since you got saved. It don't make sense to me to now have a ministry to mobilize you to feed the poor. You just do it. 
Like my man, uh, I, I, I'm supposed to be teaching, but I'm just kind of flowing. Okay, this is more live culture stuff. Yeah. I, somebody said we need an intercessory team, and I love it. I love prayers. We need prayers. Men ought always pray. I, I am playing with that defectual fervent prayer of the righteous, and we're all gonna have we're all gonna have it. But I said right now, live is the intercessory team. Like why why isn't everybody praying for the church? So we gotta have six people. <laughs> Pray for the church. And we go here. Why don't you pray for the church? Like, all right. <laughs> you, you understand? I understand it. But if I say our intercessory team is going to, in our minds, it means, oh, I ain't got to do it. They praying. No, we got to do it. And when we do get an intercessory team, I ain't going to tell y'all we got it. Because we're all intercessors. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I Everybody pray. I need it. Everybody pray. Your neighbor needs it. Everybody pray. Your sister needs it. Everybody pray. Your brother needs it. Everybody pray. That family needs it. Everybody pray. Those kids. Everybody. An accessory team. I honor God by praying for this church. I go here. I don't want Pastor Tay sick. I don't want Pastor Ty sick. I don't want, I don't want nothing. I want favor to continue here because I'm coming here to eat. I'm coming here to hear from God. I'm coming here to worship God. I need this place to be healthy. Anybody need live to be healthy? I do. I will die without live. Y'all don't have to. I will die without live. And I hope that's not your testimony. But we solicit and desire and need all of your prayers. Look up and down your row and say, we are the intercessors. You feel me? So I just don't understand. You know what I mean? Oh, Liv don't got this team yet. Liv don't have a youth department. Liv, do you love kids? Well, why do you want a youth to just to drop your kid off? If they were better kids, they could sit with you in service. So that's the bigger, never mind, I'm sorry. My kid, I'm saying that, I'm not saying, I don't know y'all, I don't know y'all. My kids always sat with us in church. One, two, three, four, five, six, ha, 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 what? 14 now. They all, every year they sat with us in church. You understand what I'm saying? So there's something that needs to happen before they get there in the area of discipline and revelation and godliness and honor and etiquette and protocol. It's something that they need to learn before. Man. So now you're going to drop your kid off at children's church and they're going to come out wiser than you. (laughs) I need to have my notes more often. This is crazy. I don't mean to be talking like this. I could talk about live all day. I could talk about live and what our posture, you know what I mean? Our kingdom posture uh, versus the culture. But let me just stay with the word because y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came for the word. So honor, honor. Celibacy could be your act of worship. uh, Honor also is to place above. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can see your priorities by what, just give me 10 more minutes, guys. I'm already over 20 minutes. So just give it to me. I promise 10 minutes. 
No, 10 minutes, in the real minutes, not Holy Ghost minutes, the real. <laughs> your priorities are exposed by what you give your money to. Your priorities are exposed by what you give your money to. And I love that everybody in here looks fly, you look good, you got your swag, huh? But for some of us, that shouldn't even be priority. We don't have the funds to look as good as we do. Let your outfit match your house. Usually when a person is not where they want to be in life, usually when a person is not where they want to be in life, they aggressively try to look like they are. This is Ty Trivis. This is what I learned. This is what I, I, we first went on a road 10, 20, 15 years ago with Don Henley and Faith Hill and Tim McGraw and Sting and Con and Justin Timberlake, Timber, him. All, we went on all these. Before our first album came out, we, we did a main, we, we was in the mainstream circuit, like as background singers. Man, we was getting like 2,100 a week. 15 years ago, like what? I had ice, two iced out chains, I had Coogee, that's when Coogee was out. I had Coogee. So what? What you wear? What you wear? What you wear? What you wear? What you wear 15 years ago? What you wear? They still looking at me like, what, 15 years ago? You probably was in diapers 15 years ago. You look so young. <laughs> Don't come on Wednesdays, we had fun on Wednesdays. But when I saw the artists we were singing for, they wore the same thing every day. Yeah, y'all like, uh, I mean literally. I was like, what? Took my chain back, took my whatever off. I said, yo, GA, we wearing chucks. Everybody buy, we wearing chucks, and I'm gonna get like school uniforms. Everybody wear the same thing. Because each engagement came up, became about who wearing something flyer than the other one. Who, school uniforms. And everybody in the world like, that's so cool. I'm trying to just humble everybody. And level everybody. Because none, none of us had it like that, but we had to aggressively try to look like it. And then when you do get to that place in life, you don't care about all the stuff that you... So why not have wisdom now? Why well, look back like, man, I spent five, tens of thousands of dollars on stuff that I don't even care about right now. Now it's a luxury to me. If I want a nice pair of sneaks, I get them. But I'm cool with flip-flops. It's hot anyway. So to not have an offering, but to just always be fly shows that you're your priority. And I'm not telling any of y'all to look a mess and give an offering by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but honor, 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 honor the Lord. All right, my last one is trust. A lot of people think we're trusting God and he's like waiting on us. Trust involves sitting and waiting. Faith involves doing and working. Okay? You're gonna be married next year. Woo! Let me get my stuff in order. Let me learn how to cook. Let me get my blah, blah, blah. Let me blah, blah, blah. You're, gonna, you're gonna move in that word. Let me get my nails done. Let me get my toes done. Let me get my eyebrows done. Oh, y'all don't do that? <laughs> y'all Pentecostal, ain't you? <laughs> so am I. That's all right. I don't get my eyebrows done. Jezebel gets her eyebrows done. <laughs> That's a Pentecostal response. I understand I'm Pentecostal too. But when I get a word, when I believe it by faith, there's action to it. 
you can see my faith. All right? So I, I do it, but then God's response is up to him. When and how he does it is up to him. So I just have to trust at that point. Because I'm sitting. Because I've done my part. You, don't, you can't say you trust God if you have not done your part. A lot of people are lazy calling it trust. You've done nothing towards the words you got. And you think you're, you're, tr you're not trusting God. You're delaying what you're expecting. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not going to delay anything God has for me. I'm not going to delay anything God has for me. I'm not going to delay anything God has for me. I'm not going to delay anything God has for me. Let an angel hold it up. Let a demon block it. Let friends. I'm not going to let anything hinder me from getting what God has for me. So when you hear a word, I don't care if it's hey, giving. Do it quickly. Open up that. Open up. Open up that window so it can quickly get to you. Do it quickly. And his response is when you trust and you have to wait. You have to wait. That's the biggest one. Trust is bigger than faith. Because at least in faith, you're active. You're doing something. God said, if you keep your car clean for the next 30 days, I'll bless you with another one in August. What? Man. Car wash. <laughs> Working at the car washer. Whoa, 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 ha. That's how you open up when you're happy. That's how you're happy. You're washing that car every day. So, <laughs> so, so waiting on God to give you another car is not, you're not as anxious because you're doing something every day. I'm faith, my faith, I believe, is coming. My car is coming. My, woo! And you clean that old busted car, you're like, good. You go in that house like, like it's a Bentley. You feel good about it because you know that's towards what he said. Are y'all hearing me what I'm saying? You lose momentum for God's word when you don't go towards what he said. Every step towards what he says gives you momentum. See, I don't have to have a new car yet. I still am excited because I did something towards what he said. After I've done that, then I got to wait. That's the hardest part, trusting God. That's the waiting on him. In due season, you'll reap. When's due season? We got winter. <laughs> Spring. Summer, fall. Which one of those is due? You got school. Season, football, baseball, track season, soccer. When is due season? <laughs> Only God knows that. That's so when you have to trust him. The Bible says, if, you, if any of you, the next scripture, he who watches the wind, waiting for all conditions to be perfect, will never sow. And he who looks at the clouds will not reap a harvest. So when you consider your conditions, you'll never obey in the area of finances. When you consider your conditions, you'll never sow. Well, let's take it out of money. Hey, I want y'all to give love this week to everybody. Give love. 
Well, I need love. Ain't nobody been there for me. Y'all don't even know. I got hurt last week. When you consider your what you need, you won't sow. And the result is you won't reap. Harvest is not coming to anyone who hasn't given. Harvest does not come to those who do not sow. I know you're saved and I know you have needs, but needs don't bring seeds. No. A sower attracts seed. He gives seed to the sower. When I'm a giver, he gives me to give. All right? So if you watch it, you won't go, I'm going, oh, hurry up, got one minute. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in a mother's womb, same way you can't understand the activity of God who does all things. Somebody say trust. You don't understand it all. You, you're not going to understand it all. Everything is not going to make sense. I know you're an IT student. and You just have your, you have your I mean, you're just a great biochemist. But there are certain things you're not going to understand. And you're going to have to trust. One more scripture. Hallelujah. Jesus also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Listen, y'all. The kingdom of God. This is what the kingdom of God is like. Now, there's a kingdom of heaven and there's a kingdom of God. I'll have to break that down later. This is what the kingdom of God is like. This is God's way. Right? And Jesus never uh, uh, defined the kingdom. He always described it. I know I just got deep and my minutes are up. Jesus never defined the kingdom. He always described it. Because to different people at different times, it'll be different things. Are you hearing me? What must I do to be saved? Come down, Nicodemus. I'm coming to your house today. Wow, all I got to do is come down. Well, what must I do to be saved? Sell all you have, give to the poor. It's different. It's the same humility, but different details, which is why Jesus left broad strokes. All right? So the, the, the kingdom of God is like this. I'm done. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. When a farmer puts a seed in the ground, puts it in the ground, water, he goes to sleep. The Bible says whether he sleeps or gets up, it don't matter what you do after that. Because God is going to do the rest. Ooh, I felt that. I do my part. I trust he does the rest. I know it's late, but this is so good. I don't know how he does the rest. I just know that he does the rest. Are you hearing me? If you have to know how, you delay your own miracle. Tell your neighbor, I don't have to know how. I have to know that. Just as long as I know that he'll make a way, that he'll heal me, that he'll bring me out, that he'll provide. As long as I know that part, I'll do my part. Another translation. Here we go. I'm two minutes and I don't want to lie to the church. Then Jesus said, God's kingdom is like the same thing. Seed thrown on a field by a man who then goes to bed and forgets about it. <laughs> the seed sprouts and grows. He has no idea, idea how it happens. He has no idea how it happens. Mm. 
The earth does it all without his help. First, a green stem of grass, then a bud, then a ripened grain. And when the grain is fully formed, he reaps and it's harvest time. You don't always know how. You just know that. If I get my money in here, okay, so God's going to bless me on my job. I don't know. We don't know how. We just know I got I to do my part. I have to do my part. And those of you who hold on to the house, you cl- my wife said this uh, this week in my clothes. Where's Minister Dave? You can please play so I can just be quiet because I can talk all night. <laughs> um, yeah, the Bible talks about how Jesus talked for days. And people just follow him, city to city. They just follow him and listen to him. Then he was like, have they eaten? Nope. They followed him for days, just hearing him teach. I'm not Jesus, I'm just saying. I understand how he could just go. <laughs> then he said, let's get him something to eat. Well, we got two fish and five loaves. That's when he fed the 5,000. He had compassion on those who were listening to him. You got a nerve to follow me all this time without what you need? You following me consistently without having what you need? Follow God until he turns around and asks you, what do you need? Jesus. Follow God until he asks you, hold on, what do you need? You've been listening to me. You've been faithful. You've been, do you need a car? Do you need food? Now, he's talking about carnal things. They didn't say, do they have the Holy Ghost? He didn't say anything spiritual. Do they have what they need in life? Do y'all have clothes? Do y'all have a ride? Do you have comfort? Do you have security? Do you have provision? Do you have help? Let, make God turn around and ask you, what do you need? My wife said this, and I want to speak this over live, and I'm done. Thank you, guys. I'm going to just say it like this. We're entering into a season of receiving. Amen. Yep. Tell your neighbor, learn how to receive. The Lord told my wife, babe, Shante, you gotta open up. We, we, the staff knows this and live, you kinda know. We hard to trust people and we scared to trust people sometimes. We've been, you know, you go through certain things, you just like, I'm just closed up. I'm scared of people. I'll be home in a corner. But God said, man, if you don't open up, I can't get nothing to you. But we're fearful to open up because every time we've opened, it's us giving. And I'm empty now, I'm depleted. So I close my hands so I'll stop giving air. Because I'm done, I'm done! I've been used to my last drop, I have nothing else. So I close up. But God said, if you don't open up, I can't get anything to you. So I know we're saying, hey, give tonight, give, give. But do you understand that same act? opens you up to receive. Do you, do you, yeah, I brought extra money tonight, cash, just for, just for some youth who may not have something to give and offer tonight. I just saw some spare cash hanging around my house. I said, cool, I'm going I'm to give it to them so they'll have something to give because in that same motion, before you can close your hand back up, God has already given back. <laughs> Learn how to receive. Whatsoever man ever man sowed that shall he also reap. You, there's no way to receive without giving. You're never gonna always give. While that hand is open, he's gonna bless the works of your hand. Even though we don't know how. I've talked too much. Let's all stand.
want us, uh, I, I want live, and I think we are live, but let me just say this. Babe, can you stand with me? For, you know it's something hard if I'm going to say it. It's not really hard, but I just want you, to, I want Liv to understand something. I think we do. Man, it's so good to see y'all tonight. When, when we leave here, I'm ready for us to apply what we've heard. That's the kind of church Liv is. I know people want to come here and feel good, and I love that, but I'd rather be good. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? So it, there's different presentations, and I can easily be like, and don't you understand that when God opens a door, no man can shut it. Say yeah! Right. And that's good and that's fun. I love that. I love that. I don't do it, but I love it. I can do it. I don't want to do it. I do it sometimes at the beginning. That's why after the praise and worship team, we have our little moment where we, hey, glory, and we shout. Because I ain't going to do that all the time when we preach. People didn't fall out and speak in tongues when Jesus spoke. They was like, I got to change some things. That's what I want here. That's what I, I'd rather have changed than church. We'd rather have substance than just, yeah, we'd rather have conversion than just, uh. So that's what we want. Hopefully tonight you're ready to go home and apply something that was said tonight. You know what? I'm going to have faith in God. I'm going to listen to what he says and move in it. I'm going to honor him and I'm going to trust him in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.